0: You're listening to Tell Me in 10, a publicity podcast for female entrepreneurs on the go. I'm your host, Danielle Byer-Jackson, a high school teacher turned publicist and the founder of Tell Public Relations. And on this show, I'm teaching you everything you need to know to increase your visibility and enhance your reputation, all in 10 minutes or less. All right, ladies, class is in session. Today we are talking about the four critical components of a public apology. Why? Because look around. Every single day, somebody's in the news for something, apologizing for some kind of offense or perceived offense. Right now, I'm not even going to give examples of what's happening currently at the time of this episode because it'll change in a week and I don't want to date the episode. So you can pretty much apply this to anything you're saying, whether it's this celebrity tabloids or it's political figures or the heads of a company that we love or our favorite musician, somebody's always saying sorry, but a lot of them. Are not getting it right and I'm going to walk you through four reasons why because at this point especially if you're a business owner it's not a matter of if you might have to apologize it's a matter of when so let's make sure you can keep this in your back pocket so you can get it right the very first component of a solid public apology is timing now I wish I could tell you oh you need to respond within three hours I can't really tell you that but I can help you with this One, if you apologize too quickly, you run the risk of it looking like a knee-jerk reaction and something that's insincere, something you're doing in a perfunctory way, meaning, okay, I know I have to say sorry, so here you go, sorry. And it also shows that perhaps you haven't taken enough time to genuinely reflect or to uh, research a little bit or to uh, correct your behaviors if you respond too quickly. So timing can't be too quick, however... On the other side, if you wait too long, you're putting yourself in such a sticky situation because the longer you wait, the more time you give people to speculate as to what happened, the details, what's going on behind the scenes. And so now once you do emerge, it looks like one where you put into a corner. And so now you've been forced to apologize. And here you come reluctantly doing so. And now you not only are offering your version of what happened, but you're combating against the misconceptions that have built since the incident was made public okay so i wish i could tell you the sweet spot but all i do know for sure is that if it's too quick you run the risk of looking insincere but if you wait too long well then silence is a form of response and we don't want it to look like you're dodging taking ownership or that you're scrambling for what to say the second component of any strong, solid public apology is naming the offense. There's nothing worse than when I see an apology and we see general language like, I'm sorry for what transpired and my employees and my fans and customers know me better than that. You should never be apologizing in such a way where we're like, well, wait, apologizing for what? What happened? In most cases, the details are already out there. So to the degree that's appropriate and that you're allowed, especially if it's involving, you know, some legal matters and you're not able to speak on certain elements of of what's going on, then you want to name the thing. If you're like, well, gosh, that kind of feels embarrassing to bring it up again. The information's already out there. And this is a way of demonstrating ownership over what it is you're being accused of or what your mistake was, right? Whether it's a false accusation or not, you want to name what it is. One main part of taking ownership includes labeling and naming the perceived offense. The third element of a strong public apology is to avoid making attempts to gain sympathy. This is an old school example, but way back in the day when we had our, you know, the now infamous BP oil spill, which is like, I mean, the essential example for, you know, crisis management gone wrong. You have the CEO, I believe, who made a statement. And during that statement, he says, you know, we all just want to get back to our lives. I want to get back to my life. And it was like, wait, what? <laughs> because what happens is you can't simultaneously apologize for a transgression and offense while also trying to secure sympathy for yourself as the offender. It just doesn't make any sense. And sometimes we slip in like one sentence on the apology, right? Like we're doing everything correctly and we're, we seem sincere. And then just one quick little remark of, you know, it's been really hard for me the past couple of weeks. Uh, da, 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 da. That might be true. But timing is everything and it's inappropriate to simultaneously seek forgiveness and also justify, um, by saying, Hey, it's hard for me too. Okay. We're, we're all victims here is not going to work. It's just not a good look. Okay. Even though it might be true. The fourth component of any solid public apology is to say next steps. And honestly, this might be the most critical part of all. You are ending your apology prematurely if all you do is say, I'm sorry for what transpired. Please forgive me. You haven't finished because the next and most critical step is for you to tell us what your subsequent actions will be. Because you have to demonstrate to your consumers that you are so disturbed by what happened and so committed to it not repeating itself again that you're going to take action steps to nip it in the bud and to prevent future incidents. So if I am you know the owner of a restaurant and there's some case brought against me because of you know a lack of safety measures in my restaurant, I can't just say, you know I'm sorry that person hurt themselves in a restaurant. The next step better be. And in response to that, this, you know, made us aware of some other measures and, and ways where we're vulnerable or, you know, ways that we are exposed. And so we are working hard to do the following three things to make sure that that doesn't happen again, whether it's training, modifications in the building itself, and we're also going to communicate blah, blah, blah. I don't know. But you have to help us be rest assured that you are not going to allow that to happen again because you're as committed as we are to to making things right. Okay, so that's something that I see all the time is, you know, I'm sorry, let's move on. And some of us are not communicating next steps because let's be honest, we don't plan to take any. So that would be in my opinion, the most critical part of making a solid public apology. And the final part here is you want to keep the conversation going. While you might want to say your piece and move on, you run the risk of it looking like a one-sided selfish dialogue. I came to you. I reported the facts. I told you, I'm sorry. Can we move on? But people still get to have their say. And a lot of us avoid this because we don't really want to sit in our mess. It feels uncomfortable and, and sticky. And we feel, you know, just a little insecure and exposed but that's exactly what needs to happen and so one ironic thing i see is people who are like hey you know i I really care about this community i want to make things right and then they'll go and do something like shut down the comments on the social media post okay what this does is communicate to me you don't want to hear my voice this is not a two-way dialogue you want to tell me what you want to say and then roll out and leave we have to extend that same opportunity to our customers and clients. So how can you demonstrate that, you know, you've developed some kind of hotline, you know, in crisis management, sometimes we do that to show that, hey, we want to continue to get your questions. We want to continue to give you answers and be transparent. So they develop hotlines back in the day, or, you know, um, they leave social media comments open so that they can have a conversation with people and ease their minds. And here's what I want to say, you know, When it comes to getting all of this right and the purpose, the function of all this, it's not just, oh, I don't want you to make things worse. So let's get our our public apology format in order. It's because if this is done the right way, believe it or not, you might end up emerging stronger than before when it comes to public sentiment for your brand. If you have a sincere apology, you have taken genuinely helpful steps in not only rectifying the situation, but preventing it from happening in the future. You demonstrate actual growth and you use the feedback you're getting from your community in order to improve your brand and its services and operations. Well, you can come out with more respect than before. So I know that sometimes when we get negative reviews or comments or we're exposed and somebody comes for us, it sounds like it's detracting from our brand, but it's actually an opportunity if we respond to it well, to show up better than before. This week, your homework your homework for the week is this. I want you to take the five steps that I just outlined and create a checklist for yourself that you keep somewhere that is easily accessible, whether that's in a Google doc, whether you print it out. I don't know how often you need to make public apologies, but it needs to live somewhere so that you can say, okay, hold on. Let me make sure we, we, you know, dot all our I's, cross all our T's, right? So I hope you don't have to make apologies too often, but sometimes it happens and it's okay. It's not something that we should run from. It's not something that will ruin your business if done correctly. But if you use this checklist the next time you're in a pickle, then you should be good to go. If this wasn't enough and you want to stay after class for more, then join us at tellpublicrelations.com slash members only, where our private members get access to exclusive podcast content, PR trainings, and best of all, first dibs on real live media opportunities. That's tellpublicrelations.com slash members only. And until then, class dismissed.